two, one, we are live. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Hello. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to see you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. So tell me, how are things in Texas? Uh, the weather is finally glorious um, and uh, things are good. How are you? Awesome, really good. I mean, taking into account 2020 has been so um, unpredictable. Yeah. We'll use the diplomatic term as we are yeah. alive. Uh, we're good. I mean, you know, everyone is powering through. Um, I think everyone was ready for uh, the elections to be over. It's uh, insane how much the United States politics impacts the rest of the globe. No matter the outcome, right? It's just always uh, everyone here was we just waiting for for a solution and a resolution. So um, yeah. hopefully we'll we'll see uh, everyone back back in business. And it's no secret performance marketing is always super impacted uh, when we have uh, you know the election. So yeah. all our performance marketing friends are ready. Yeah, uh, you know, in weight loss, there's always that downturn from Thanksgiving to Christmas. But this year, it like seems like it came early. <laughs> right yeah. uh, everyone is hustling which is my uh favorite term for beautiful industry friends but i honestly i'm so proud for for all of us and you know the the performance marketers in general we always know how to hustle and even in situations like this where you know so many other businesses have uh, a lot of trouble staying afloat uh we're doing okay so yeah. For sure, and like we're so blessed. Imagine owning your own business and not being able to open your door. Like we have the opportunity to still hustle through this whole shutdown. So exactly. All right, so we can start in a second. I'm just gonna let everyone. We have a. We're streaming on Skype too on a few groups. So. That's what I'm, I'm going to do it now. Everyone was very excited to see you. I mean, it's it's Aww. no secret. I was like, yes, seeing a few hellos. It's like you're, you're, I know. Hold on. I'm going to put them on the screen here so everyone can see. Oh, that's awesome. Aww. Well, Everyone was was very, very excited for this. I mean, it's no secret, you guys. Everyone knows uh, I personally love Liz, but uh, beyond uh, the friendship and, you know, the the girl, the girl power aspect, uh, Liz really is a world of knowledge. She is so good at what she does. And, you know, it's no secret the the we always wanted through the podcast to bring people in front of you that, you know, they know what they're doing. Uh, they already know the Max Web campaign, so they are, you know, they are speaking from you from uh, from a point of expertise. And you know, Liz has been a, a wonderful partner of ours for so long, um, and she she's probably one of the best affiliates to to give you uh, tips. And you know, email marketing is one of the constants in our business. So I think everyone is going to be super excited to to just listen in and see what you have prepared for us today. And we'll let Liz, uh, you know, go through some of the tips and what she has prepared for us. And then uh, you guys can save all the questions, and I promise to bring all of them up for you at the end. Yeah, I even made a slide for Q and A, so we don't uh, miss that part. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, so do you want me to share my screen? 
Yeah, that would be awesome. You okay. can share it and I'll add it to the stream. Okay. Um, push the button. <laughs> All right. Let me know if you see it. Not yet. Oh, shoot. I've got to allow it. It's telling me I don't have... Um, I don't have a uh, privacy. Hold on. No problem. Meanwhile, I can tell everyone here about uh, MaxWeb, what we have been doing lately. We onboarded a lot of offers for you guys. Um, we are going to send a newsletter with all the new offers tomorrow. Um, a lot of them are going to be good for email marketing. So it's uh, the right time. Hi, Alex. We have a lot of common friends here rooting for you. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. I'm sorry I'm having technical difficulty. I swear it's every time. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a difficulty. It's just <laughs> better getting it up. Okay, now it's saying I have to quit it. To quit it? Yeah, I have to quit and come back for it to uh, allow it. That's fine. Do it. I'll entertain everyone. That's okay. That's I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, guys, you're stuck with me. I, I hope it's still good news. So uh, some of the things Liz is going to go through uh, with us today is going to be specific things for email marketing. So I know a lot of you guys, and I see everyone logging in. Um, I know a lot of you guys do uh, display and native and search. Uh, but email marketing, it, you know, same as Sean said last, uh, you, you know, on our last podcast, is just such a great way of adding value through a secondary source. Um, so we. Really, um, you know, it's no secret with VSLs, we are always very um, fond of getting native traffic, uh, but email is just as powerful. And there she is. She's back. Oh, what a pain. Sorry about that. Okay. Let's see if you can let me now. Well, now, this way everyone can trust us as, you know, we are live and it looks like it works. There we go. Beautiful. Okay. Good deal. Okay, so uh, we are going to talk about making money with email today. So I, I think one of the big question as an affiliate is why email? And Anna touched on this um, earlier today when she was talking, but this is a way that you can really take your revenue and kind of make it more, instead of the highs and the lows, it's more even. Um, so that's one of the really important tips about why you, why email is good. So you only have to get these leads one time, but once you have them, you can sell them over and over again. And then we've all experienced the late, late breaking account bans on Facebook. You're avoiding all of the red tape about what you can and cannot say. Um, so I'm going to show you some examples, but an easy way to start is using an opt-in or a quiz funnel. Um, it's just like the lowest barrier to get, uh, leads and they're cheap. So I'm going to show you some of the greats at, um, opt-ins and quiz funnels. Um, this is from Meredith Shirks Felt Media. Um, this is like a little one minute workout and then, um, she uh, she'll try to now sell you her full workout program. Um, this one is I believe Joel Marion. 
Um, so this is a, a little, um, basically a report. And then he's going to try to upsell you his full diet plan. And then he's both of which all these people we're talking about, are they going to send you every other thing? This one right here is um, from Jeff Radich. So this is Natural Health Sherpa. It's a, a quiz. And then this one, I believe, is I really need them like Geary. So these are these are four examples of really good opt-ins and quiz funnels. Those are really good. Sorry to interrupt you. Do you see those on the lenders at the end? Like they present something and then pop the opt-in at the end? Uh, yeah. So usually once you enter your email here, like your thank you page is going to have either – it's going to have obviously this download it also might say check your email so that they're training you to check your email. But they're probably on the thank you page going to also pitch you a lot of other options. So that's a really good point, Anna. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so I opted in. Now what? The thank you page will start pitching other things. So we're trying. They, they've already done one thing. So while they're doing, we're going to see if they'll take out their wallet. Um it is best practice to, instead of giving the download on the thank you page, tell them to look in their email because, like I said a while ago, it's training them to check their email for emails from you. That gives you a really good boost in email revenue, that one tip there. Nice. Um, so the actual, like, nuts and bolts of how to do this, you need to choose an email service provider. So these are um, companies that – allow you to email so you're paying them for a service you need to make sure that you choose one that allows affiliate marketing because some do not um i've given four of my favorites here and i also talk about here how you pay so sendline is probably my favorite one for overall it's a really good place to get started you pay by subscriber volume so however many subscribers you have is what your bill's based on so it'll go up as your subscribers go up Got it. Um, I'm so glad you, you gave us the specifics, right? Because many times it's like, oh, use a good ESP. And then it's like, okay, well, uh, it's awesome to see the specifics. Yeah. Um, eye contact is another pretty good one. It's also by sub subscriber volume. So your bill will be related to how many subscribers. The next two are a little bit more expensive. Um, Entreport and Morrow Post. Entreport um, is another really good one, but you are billed by your your sending volume. So it's based on how many emails you send out. So if you send out one email a day, your bill is going to be different than if you send out five. Um, Morrow Post is probably like the big dog here. It's the Ferrari of all of these. Although mm -hmm. the other ones, especially Sinlane, are is really trying to get all the neat features that Morrow Post has. Um, but they also charge by sending volume. The difference with them in Entreport is Marpost is going to make you um, agree to like a yearly contract where Entreport will let you go month to month. Everybody else on there will let you go month to month. Um, I saw, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm sure you're going to know the answer. Uh, so I saw a conversation yesterday and someone brought up Active Campaign. And the debate was, well, does Active Campaign allow affiliate marketing? Um, it's they are very persnickety. I would encourage everyone, if you are on Active Campaign or considering it, to go ahead and move. 
their Q4 goals. Um, I get a little bit of insider info from people. So the insider info here is that Q4, they're going to kick out anyone who's doing affiliate marketing. And they have already been for a long time. But if you are one of the few left, basically the, the people with really large bills, they've kind of left alone. So I have an account over there with over a million subscribers and they let me. But we are already preparing our backup because you don't want to get left without an ESP, right? Like that's like your career. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing this. So you guys, if you're just tuning in now, uh, Liz confirmed that Active Campaign is uh, not a big fan of affiliate marketing. And one of the goals this quarter for them is to actually close anyone left doing affiliate marketing. Right. And uh, besides Active Campaign, the other one that was in discussion was uh, Clavio. Yes. I, I, for them, it's uh, I'll let you confirm. Yeah, Clavio is a hardcore no on affiliate marketing. Um, I, it's kind of Mailchimp's another one. Like you probably can't even get one email out before they'll close your account. Thank you so much for confirming. I know a lot of people had the question, so this is super helpful. Yeah, yeah. So um, those active campaign Clavio and Mailchimp are three that I can tell you like just don't even bother. They'll take your money and close you down. Perfect. Noted. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And anybody, like if you're considering something I didn't say, it's not because I don't like it. I just think these ones that I've listed here are the best choices based on my personal experience. So there are several others that I know of. I just, A, I've never used them or I've had a bit of difficulty in the past. So that's why I'm avoiding them. Um, let's talk about legality because Email um, rules and regulations, even since I started, has changed over the years. Um, so legally, you must use the double opt-in. That means they're going to put their email in, and then they're going to get an email to confirm they want to subscribe. Um, if you are selling them something, actually, you can take that double opt-in out and just do a single opt-in, but really best practice is double especially on some sort of a lead funnel like this. And I think most people listening are going to be having that happen. Mm -hmm. um, at the bottom of your um, opt-in funnel or your quiz, you need to have a terms link. Um, you can look at anybody in our space who has um, an affiliate marketing top direct response lander and their terms are going to be close enough that you can kind of base yours on two or three examples, right? Also, your emails must have unsubscribe links. Uh, most of these email service providers above their send lane icon, they'll make it for you. Like you can't even delete it if you want to. So pretty, pretty simple. Um, okay, so now we've got the lead. Let's talk about what the first one to two weeks of your um, lead's life is going to look like. So in any of these auto, these ESPs, there's an opportunity to set up autoresponder series. So this is something that as soon as they subscribe, they're starting to get emails. That's an autoresponder. It robotically emails them. Um, so you want your very first autoresponder to deliver whatever the report or answer to the quiz was that they signed up for. Um, also make sure that that email introduces yourself. There's a little bit of humanity that goes along with this. You want to be likable and trustworthy. The, the like worst thing to do is make them feel like they've been scammed. 
which anybody in direct response understands that like <laughs> you want to feel very legit right especially with you know the the double opt-in that's you know yes hand with that yeah so your second mass message which in my opinion should go out 24 hours after your opt-in should give value and set the tone of what's to come what are you you going to be sending them health news survival tips a little bit of humor goes a long ways on these also like stories they love that don't make it too long though so it needs to be like readable on a phone um your third message, which is going to be now 48 hours after they opted in, you can start pitching here. You just, you want to be careful in this first one to two weeks on your pitches that the pitch is very gentle. Otherwise, it comes off as gross. So you're still winning these people's love and their trust. So you want to talk to them like you would a friend. And a lot of emails don't read like that. <laughs> so just like gentle pitches. <laughs> some content so um, basically what I do is I'll do content alternated with pitches um, and also that second point there I like to do a content with the pitch at the bottom that's related so if I'm sending you say if this is a survival tip we're gonna talk about staying warm at night because that's the most deadly thing about survival well hey here's a sleeping bag that would help with that you see what I'm saying? Like, it's very related. Um, this autoresponder series needs to go at a minimum of seven days, and it can go as far as two weeks. Usually customers, it can actually go into, like, 30 days. I like to keep them one to two weeks. So, All right, so two weeks and longer, the post-autoresponder series. This is where it gets fun, and this is where the art of what I actually do for a living starts. So this is where your broadcasts go out daily, um, generally around like 5,000 subs. I start doing two broadcasts per day, 12 hours apart. It's really related to list size, basically is the labor worth your time. Um, and then what to send is kind of common sense, but it's also partially art. So what offers are trending in the marketplace? Anna is your girl for that. Literally her and her team come and they're like, we are having Amazing success with this skin offer. You need to try it. So even if I have a weight loss list, I might try the skin care offer because it's doing so well. Um, also, what's happening globally. So back in March, um, obviously, we had this pandemic that was starting, shutdowns. Anna had this offer that was trending that was like basically a pandemic offer on what to do. So that offer, even though, again, it's not related to most of my lists, it did amazing on all of them. And then what did your leads come in on and what are their interests? This is the common sense thing. So if they came in on a weight loss uh, magnet often, I'm obviously need to send them mostly weight loss offers. That's what they're interested in, right? So what can we expect now? Um, typically, leads are good for 30 to 60 days. It's like customer is double that at least. So leads are like, they're not as committed to you. So you just need to understand that they come and go faster. And if it's my list, I'm expecting 30 cents per active lead per month. That's kind of my personal goal on what I'm trying to get. Some are way more than that. Others are a little bit under that. But like on average, that 30 cent mark is kind of 
what to expect. You need to know that for your campaign costs. So like if I'm running this list, whoever's doing the media buying needs to know how much they can spend. Right. So that's kind of what I aim for. Um, I'm going to go through some case studies. The reason oh, being, yeah, <laughs> the, A, it's fun to hit, listen to these. Like it's crazy, but I want you to understand how much money is involved because I mean, if I tell my mom I do this for a living, she doesn't understand how much money is at stake. So I'm sure like anybody here listening is going to agree with that. So this is um, case num study number one. I took over a list that had not been being managed. Um, the funny thing about this, when we get to the amount there at the bottom, it took a friend of ours three times to tell him to talk to me. And in, this is about a year here. That list generated $708,000. So he went from making $0 to $700,000 in a year. So this is the kind of money we're talking about. <laughs> um, this and I mean, it's true. It's true. It's, we, we know uh, we have a lot of common friends, and this is all true. And I love the case studies so much because it always sounds like it's too good to be true, what we do in our industry. But it's, it's palpable, and it's possible. So it's just so helpful to see the exact numbers. Yeah, and these are exact numbers. I've left, like, names off here so I can give you exact numbers. Um, this is someone who was trying their best. So this person that I took this list from was in marketing, but she wasn't technically an email marketing expert. So she um, did her best. She made about $32,000 the month before I took the list. So that's anybody who's listening. You could do this because you're interested in marketing. So that's still a lot of money, right? Um, that same month, the same list last month made $98,000. So this is the difference between someone who's just trying their best and someone who's skilled. I have some clients who are like, why hire you? This is why. Like, I literally could make three times more than whoever's probably running the list. Um, so this is another one. So this is anybody listening. This could be you. Um, so... They made $1,500 uh, the, the month before I took this list. And then the first 30 days, so this hasn't even been any time elapsed, the exact same list went to $5,000 a month. And then just, just the idea of the potential and why they even gave me that list, this offer hit number one on ClickBank shortly after that. And in the last year, the same list that was making $1,500 made $718,000. So I know. So if you have an offer that's poised to like really grow, you're already seeing it. You need to get someone who knows what they're doing in there. <laughs> then that's, that's the point of that slide. Um, a lot of times offer owners don't want to give their lists away. So this is just a little case study about the actual offer owner running a list. Um, so this guy was running his own list, mailing it maybe every other day. He would send offers for friends because, like Anna said, we all know each other. They were making about 300 per week. So, I mean, he was just kind of – at least he was mailing it. The very next week that I took same list, we made almost $5,000.
And in 2019, they made a total of 1.6 million. Uh, one of their offers hit number one on ClickBank. So <laughs> this is another one of those stories of growth and someone who knows what they're doing. So going from $1,200 a month to $135,000 a month. I mean, crazy amounts of money. And this is the last one. So this is me versus a different list manager. I am not the best that that there is. I just I'm not that kind of person. But some list managers are better than others. We all have our own specialties. So this is actually how I got started in this industry. So there was a list manager. He was a copywriter. The list was making about $10,000 per month. He quit unexpectedly out of the blue and um, they gave me the list. The exact same list the next month, I made $170,000. So <laughs> that it's, it's, I'm not saying this like, again, I really don't want to give that impression. I don't think that I'm amazing or better than anybody else, but there are some di key differences in just someone even someone who is a professional list manager versus someone in that specialty. So like, and I can give you names. Um, and I always do. when I talk to people. If someone's recommended me, I'm like, you should also talk to X, X Y, and Z also. Um, so if you are, if you have a list or you're considering running one, these are some pitfalls that I want you to watch out for. Um, number one thing is not getting all your customers or leads into your ESP. Um, a lot of times there, there's API that it's just basically um, a computer program zapping the email into your email service provider. Those get broken. You need someone on that to make sure that it's com they're coming in. So every single one of those emails is worth money. Um, just so you know, customers are worth about five times more than leads are. Um, also, if you have your own offer and you're not collecting cart abandonments, those are worth money. About half the time I can swap those into actual customers. So, um, and I know MaxWeb by goods, you have this um, ability to collect those also. So Absolutely. make sure that you have API for cart abandonments. Um, the next pitfall that I see is not mailing enough or not mailing at all. So even if you only have a thousand customers or a thousand leads, it's worth your time to mail them. Even if it's not every day, like whatever you have time to do, go ahead and start because your list is used to whatever you do. Um, if you go from not mailing them to mailing them, you need to like, um, not change overnight. You're going to get complaints about that. So I would um, recommend gradual change. So if you haven't been mailing your people, maybe try every other day first or every few days and then move to every day. Um, and then the last little sub thought on that is make sure you get on a schedule. If you just are trying to do it when you have time, I can promise the time's never going to be there. So if you can't stick to that, find someone who will. Because like I showed earlier in some of those case scenarios, any schedule is better than nothing. Um, the last point here is keeping separate stats outside your ESP. You can lose your ESP. I've, I have not personally happened to me, but it happens. And you need to know, like, 
what what this offer did, how much did it generate, what did the opens look like. All these stats are um, ways for you to make decisions in the future. And my little point there, you're kidding yourself if you think you're keeping up with it in your mind. There's too much data there for you to like just try to remember, oh, yeah, this offer did pretty good. Um, and I see that a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, other, the other pitfalls, poor offer and copy selection. If you have your own offer and you have a list, you should be mailing it your offer, especially if it's consumable. So a supplement like a pill, every 30 days they should get that so they can refill it. Um, not mailing content. So your subscribers, if you just mail them pitch, 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 they start to feel used. So you need to give them emails from time to time at a minimum of weekly. That's just like feel good content. They love it. Um, and then the other one, I see this a lot. People are like, I don't want to mail affiliate offers. That's like scammy or whatever. Your email people signed up to hear from you. And if you think something is great, chances are they will too. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not scammy at all. In fact, like, most of the lists that I run, like, they'll be, they'll, they, their customer service gets thank you letters from the clients because they found such a great thing that they recommended, right? So if Anna has it on her platform, chances are it's an amazing product. Like, she stands behind it. And it wouldn't be successful if it was crap, right, Anna? Right. <laughs> And so many times, I'm so happy you brought this up because many times people, uh, even brilliant people that have made lots of money, fall into the trap of thinking that, well, I probably wouldn't buy this product. Well, maybe your list would. How can you know? I mean, exactly how Liz said, they want to hear from you. That's why they opted in. And even if it's a product that maybe you personally wouldn't buy, if it's successful, that means it's getting thousands of sales and it's a no-brainer to, to use yep. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you never know until you try. And that's like literally my motto. Treat it as an experiment. Um, so this next point is tracking by sub ID or TID. Um, money sometimes will come in from unrelated accounts and only a TID is going to tell you where that money came from. And then secondarily to that, some offers have rebuild revenue that adds up significantly over time. So it is worth your time always. Every email I have has a sub ID or a TID so that we can get really specific about where that money came from. Um, the last few here, poor list hygiene. You, you just can't mail people forever. Um, you have to tighten up your list from time to time. Like I said, like lead lifespans, like 30 to 60 days. So just expect them to fall off and you're going to have to like segment, which means you're just choosing people who's opened or clicked in the last 60 days or whatever. It, it's very list dependent, but just realize that's something you have to do. Um, the last thing here is too tight of segmentation. Um, I see a lot of time where people overthink the segmentation, like, oh, these ones came in on a weight loss offer. They don't want to see this skincare offer. You don't know until you try it. Don't over segment it. <laughs> All right. So questions and answers. Oh, this is fantastic. So we had one earlier, so I did not forget about 
uh, you. Let me put it here. Oh my gosh. Hi, hi, hi. All right. So this one was from Nick. And when you were telling us about the case studies, uh, Nick was asking how large are the lists? And I'm sure they vary. But all sizes. Um, I had some in there that were probably small as 5,000. Um, there were some in that we talked about that were over 100,000. I have lists of a million. Um, most of those examples were around the 100K mark, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, but a few of them were smaller than that. Good question. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Will. I don't know if you see the comments as well. It's very kind. Well, I, I know. It's like all this knowledge and it's live as well. Like I've been, okay, I've been asked this. I, I do want to, Will, talk to this. So I've considered making a course. In honesty, the, the truth is, is there is too much of an art for me to make like a decision tree? Um, I feel like what I've said here is like the bare bones to get anybody started. And once you get to a certain amount on your list, you're better served hiring someone like me or Ed Scow or Ryan Healy or Ryan Saplin to go ahead and take it professionally. So I've given you enough here to actually go and do it, but like getting too far down the rabbit hole, it gets too artsy. I don't know how else to say it. Like you're either good at this or you're not. That's that's a beautiful point. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll let you guys ask more questions, but you made a great point earlier as we were going to the case studies and you were comparing, you know, you showed us examples of you doing it versus a marketing person. And I want to emphasize this and not just for email marketing, right? In general, in our industry, uh, again, we have so many brilliant people that have had fantastic jobs doing different things before. Uh, but there is a misconception that if someone is very good at marketing, they are going to excel at affiliate marketing, which is not the case. This is a very specific skill and exactly how Liz said, and I personally can vouch for this. She always puts up there other people, list managers like hers, and she would be more than happy to introduce you to them if, you know, maybe she's too busy or whatever. But the, I guess then the main point is definitely trust people that know what they're doing because they're going to bring you more money. And we see this all the time. What I see a lot is product owners that they always think they're going to do it better than the list manager. Mm -hmm. And he gets less money, uh, you know, uh, we get less money as the network that has the offer just because they're like, they think they're the best. But this is a special skill. And usually the good list manager, they have it and they know how to mail. Yeah. All right. So we have a question from Ian, our friend Ian. Hi. Are you tracking based on email ID, meaning per email message or send? Always. If if there is a way to give it a TID or a sub ID, which MaxWeb has, there is always a TID associated with it because I have to be able to get super specific. Say I like this Medicore offer on MaxWeb, like it's doing amazing for me. I mailed it last week. It did amazing. This week I'm mailing it again. It's got to have a separate TID so that I can see exactly how much money was attributed to each email, especially if I made some changes in the copy so that I know if it's paying off. That's a great point. And, and I agree. I mean, we actually uh, encourage everyone when you have new partners, new affiliates that come on board, we actually ask them, can we help you and set, uh, set a sub ID or, or a TID 
to your link, it's incredibly easy and it makes such a big difference. And then you're going to know specifically what email did well to which list. And yes. I actually uh, wrote down, uh, I I'm that nerd that writes everything down, I know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to ask you earlier as you were telling us about this. So you said you think it's great to schedule everything because you're going to think you have, uh, you know, you can keep track of everything, but ultimately it's impossible. So the, the nitty gritty, how do you schedule everything? I personally use spreadsheets for everything. I don't know if it would be a good idea here. Um, so I actually like, I, I might share my screen again. <laughs> I love it. Just don't go. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good idea because oh, oh, I see so many emailers and they would love to. I can see your screen. I'm going to add it now. Um, so this is the actual. Um, oh, this is awesome. So that I know like what went out um, or if like I'm putting new copy in. Let me find something that has new copy. So this actually has all the copy in it. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. So you put them in your schedule mm -hmm. and you have the swipe there. This is yeah. fantastic. And then I keep a spreadsheet that actually has like how it actually did the money, the opens, the clicks, all of that. So every client that I have has those two things. Uh, they get a, a calendar, which I use to team up, and then they get a spreadsheet, which is a Google sheet, so that their whole team can access and my whole team can access it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this and doing it live. This is amazing. Thank you so much. And this is kind of what I had in mind. I'm obviously not a, a, a list manager, but in, in my mind, every time we have a really good email partner, uh, we kind of encourage them to keep track of what they send uh, because, you know, a good list can can support more than one email a week. And this is another question that actually uh, I wrote down for you. Uh, you mentioned that with really large lists, it's okay to even email out twice a day. Yes. Do you think that's okay? I mean, we're not going to overdo it? No. Um, actually, you're in really good company sending out more than one email a day. The greats all do it. Um, I mean, some of the people at the very top of the food chain, Biotrust emails out five times a day. It depends on your strategy, though. Um, so there is a little bit of give and take with um, subscriber longevity versus how often you mail. I have found with lots of um, trial and error, actually two emails a day does not um, change your your unsubscribe percentage. I mean, it's like point, point. 0.001% more unsubscribes than once a day. So um, a bit around like 5,000 subs, and it could be actually a little less if they come in on a really high average order value, but around 5,000 subs, you can start emailing twice a day. I recommend that second email to be a really high performer, and it's going to go out to a broader segment of your list. That's awesome. Thank you. For, for me, that was like great knowledge. And I, I told you, I stole the knowledge. It's all here. So <laughs> I, I got it all down. Uh, hi, Gidrius. Uh, what is the best ESP that we would recommend? Do you mind sharing the four with us again? for yeah. our uh, so it, It's very dependent on your list size and your goals. But my top four are Sinlane, um, ConvertKit, 
eye contact. I'm going to add in, I'm adding a fifth one in here. Entreport Mara Post. Pretty much for anyone here, it doesn't matter what size you are at. Sinlane is a really good place to start. Um, Jimmy is a personal friend of Anna and mine. His customer service is, it's amazing. It's like white glove service. And he'll get, it's not just for me. He'll give it to you too. And he's also an affiliate marketer himself. He comes from our industry and saw the need. So he built this ESP specifically for people like us. Um, and he has taken a lot of money and time to like, it's gotten better and better and better. I used to um, kind of, my opinion has shifted based on the work he's done. So I, I can almost recommend that one without hesitation. And the great thing about it is you can go month to month. That's awesome. It's great. And again, for our friends, uh, I see, oh my gosh, so many people live. Hi guys, we love you. Um, so we mentioned earlier, which is a really important point, Active Campaign and Clavio are not happy with affiliate marketing. So if you're using those, make sure you use something else. Yeah. And Liz actually shared with us that uh, Active Campaign has it as a goal in quarter four to kill any left affiliate marketing campaigns. So uh, that's some really good insight. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and also I want to add this too. If you have say Active Campaign or I have some um, customer lists in Clavio, if you're happy with all that for your autoresponders and your customer emails, you can set up a secondary ESP for affiliate marketing. You just add another API integration and away you go. And I have a lot of lists that do that. And it's after you get to a certain size, it's always a good idea to have a backup anyway. So that's a good way to do that. Um, so anyway, that's just a thought. It's awesome. Yes. Uh, thank you for sharing, Rick. Rick was telling us that he's using Sandlane. And also, you guys, everyone listening, I mean, uh, we do uh, the podcast and all the content here uh, completely for free. All If we are recommending a specific platform, we really are recommending it because we have seen it as something that works. Mm -hmm. uh, so just so you know, it's really not, we, we are not promoting anything that we haven't tried and it's and it's working out because yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be helpful to you guys if we just tell you general stuff and we cannot tell you well go use sendling because it's working for us and you know whatnot um but i i got a i got a question on skype some of our partners are a bit more private so i i asked them to send it over and i'll relay them to you okay. um, and they mentioned uh, the list hygiene and uh, for someone with a medium-sized list, uh, what exactly specifically should they do to maintain uh, the proper list hygiene? Um, so somewhere between 10 to 20% open rates. I would try, especially if you're a novice, to lean towards like having an average open rate of 20% should be your goal. Um, that will keep you out of the spam tab. It will keep you out of the promotions folder. So it really does a lot for you. So whatever you need to do to get to about uh, a 20% average open rate, um, usually you can set up segments. So you'll just want to do like people who have opened and clicked in the last 60 days, 90 days. It really varies from list to list. But aim for 20% and you'll be good. Awesome. That's that's super helpful. And um, 
you made a comment um, about the leads being, I think, 30 to 60 days. Um, is there anything that we can do to prolong the life of a lead? Yeah. Um, so being likable and giving them really good content. Think about, I mean, they're just other people like you. What would they want to hear about or see that's interesting that they can't get anywhere else? Provide that for them and they will be yours for life. I mean, I, I do actually have some lists that have subscribers that have been on there for years, plural. Oh. So if the more that you can become likable and give them what they want, the longer they'll stick around. That's awesome. That That is super helpful. And uh, another important aspect about content, um, if you are very good at email marketing, uh, but you are not the best at writing content, uh, do you advise people to go out and find someone to help them with content or they're better, you know, it's better for them to stick with doing the research and writing the content themselves? Um, I have people who do both. Honestly, getting good content out is the important thing. If you don't want to write it, you can hire someone to do it or you can also go out on the internet and pull content that's good and give them credit. Like you can give them the first part of the article and say, go to, I don't know, mommyblogger.com to read the rest. So it does not necessarily have to be your own. Like you can pull from other sources. As, as long as you mention them, that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. And usually like if I do pull it from somewhere else, literally I put at the end of the content and go to this, go click here to read more. So they know, they know it's not coming. I mean, they're going to whatever website. So you're giving that person credit to you. But awesome. I love that. That's such a good point because you're always thinking, oh, it has to be, you know, myself or hiring someone to do it. Uh, but actually just linking to someone's article that can get the credit. It's such a good way to use good content. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Ian is asking us, wow, 20% over time or like after first set of emails, isn't that low? I am up at like 40%. Um, the the autoresponder is obviously gonna be way higher than that. It's gonna be 40% plus. I'm talking about the broadcasts that are way down the road. And it's also gonna depend on the age of your list. So I have lists that have been around since 2007. Obviously, those people who signed up in 2007 are not still opening emails. So I'm talking about the actual hygiene for your broadcast. And that's very dependent on the age of your list. Perfect. All right. Anas, how can we keep our open rate higher if I have a list of 30K customers that they are cold and they don't know nothing about me and they never buy from me or they never bought from me? Okay. So... Um, <laughs> this is kind of a special scenario and this is like what you don't want to happen. So now you're in a re-engagement series. You have cold subscribers. You need to know what they came in on and what they're interested in. You are going to set up basically a re-engagement series that you actually need to like, if you were with Sinlane, you would work with Sinlane. But you're basically going to give them, it's almost going to be like an autoresponder of a lot of content, reintroducing yourself, what they can expect to hear from you. And you're going to probably only save about 10% of these people because now they're cold. It could be higher. It depends on your skill. But, I mean, just as an average, 
on the cold lists like this, you're going to be able to save about 10% of them. So once you go through your four to seven day autoresponder series, then you can start bro start broadcasting the ones who opened and clicked the reengagement series. But um, the one thing on this question, whoever this is, um, you can always go back and try to reengage these people from time to time. It's not like it's this one time week long thing and then they're gone forever. So there is that. So anybody who has a list, I do want to bring this up. Those people that you are, um, so with the list hygiene, obviously there's a group of people that you're not emailing all the time. I'm not saying never email those people. You can still email them from time to time. It's very list dependent how frequent, but your goal should always be to set aside at least one day a month to try to re-engage these people that's fallen off the wagon because they're like an asset that's sitting there, right? Absolutely. That's, you know, that's a great point. And, um, you know, we always, uh, when we have uh, new partners or, you know, uh, affiliate marketers that have been with us for a really long time, we always try to give them like specific offers that they can run. Um, I don't know. I think it would be so helpful for people to hear this from you and not from me, like two, three campaigns that you like, uh, you know, that you're running with us that, you know, they it would be helpful for them to try. Um, just give them like two or three, uh, which are very good. Um, I think that almost any list does well with weight loss for whatever. Like we're all. The stream of the world right now, the stream runs to obesity. So pretty much mm -hmm. any adult in the whole world is interested in weight loss because you have to actively maintain and or actively lose weight. So um, a really amazing offer on MaxWeb is MaxWeb's MediCore offer. You could run that to just about any list, and I have, and it does, on average, really amazing. I agree. Um I guess the next one that does really well for me is um, you've got that Derma Renew. It's a skin offer. <laughs> Again, everyone has skin. So <laughs> you can test this to lists that technically are not skincare lists. So, like, I run this offer to some diabetes lists, weight loss lists. And it's not, I mean, the, the best performing creative does kind of skew female-centric. But it's not so female centric that a man wouldn't buy it. So that um, Derma Renews really good. Um, let's see another really good one. Well, you've got a few. The um, toenail fungus one. I think it's Danes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a good offer. Yeah. It again, we all have toenails, um, and especially older adults. So this pretty much any type of medical list so they came in on pain they came in on diabetes high blood pressure any of those type of lists do well with something like toenail fungus because these people are sadly kind of broken so they mm -hmm. struggle with a lot of health uh issues and again everyone has toenails so <laughs> that one's a really good one 
I'm so glad, you know, so you guys, I'm, I'm just going to uh, repeat those three because actually everything that we discussed, we did not plan before. So I wanted to share something that is actually doing well for her. I know you heard it from us too, but offers like Medicore for weight loss, uh, Derma Renew or Clear Nails, we know they're already doing well on email. So it's just, I'm so glad, you know, it's, you have someone that, um, can can vouch for that and ryan's question goes uh really well in here with the new offers how often do you try new offers that may not be in the same vertical as the list but possibly similar demographic exactly how you explained the you know the weight loss sending them a, a skin offer okay or so the, the amount of uh, so basically this is a spot so there are planned slots per week uh, to test new offers. It depends on how much the list is grossing per email. So a list that makes a lot per email, my risk is going to be pretty minimal. So I'm only going to slot out maybe one slot per week to test something new. Um, but a, a list that is pretty small, I, I can have up to, to three, sometimes seven slots per week where I'm testing something new. So it's it's all about um, basically hedging my risks. It's almost like trading stock. So the the really just re the list that gross a lot of revenue, I'm going to minimize my my risk a little bit more. That's fantastic, and it's really helpful. And also, this I guess this question I'm curious from uh, you know on native uh, on native and Facebook because you know personally that's what we do um, internally. We try new offer literally every single day because it's the only way for us to know and you know we are able to split test and compare for example a diabetes offer right we always have to split test for example sugar balance and reverse it all which is a new offer we really have to split test all the time to see what does better uh for email marketers uh, how often do you think they should try new offers um it depends. So if your list is brand new and growing, like theoretically, whatever you're going to send them is going to make money. You could, <laughs> I mean, it's a brand new list. Anyway, every single slot you're testing a new offer. I do that for like 30 days. So I'm basically getting a feel for what the list does and does not like. And then I'll build from there. Um, an established list, like I said, maybe like four slots a month, I'm testing something new. The other thing that I'm not saying here, but th that should also be testing is new creatives. Um, so those are going in pretty regularly. I'm testing oh, yeah. new creatives, um, especially. So what triggers that is I'm seeing the previous best performer starting to fatigue. The money is going down. So I'm going to try a new creative. That's amazing. That's so helpful. And I know you're not going to believe this, but we have been doing this for an hour. <laughs> I can't believe it. I know it was so much fun. So I, you know, I do want you to uh, please share, uh, you know, one or two or whatever you want everyone to take home from our podcast today. I will tell them take home everything you've heard. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> Give them a piece of nugget. It's something that they should really uh, remember and take home from today's uh, okay. podcast. Well, I think anyone who's listening, the number one tip to take home is that email revenue can really um, 
soften those highs and lows of your business and make it more steady. So if you want more stable revenue, your email revenue specifically can help provide that and it can cover any of your business operating expenses. So I think that's take home number one of why you should email market. The second one is you only have to get those emails one time and they're with you for 30 days to years and you're making money off of them. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, so that would be my tip number two, why you should email market. The last one is to actually email them. <laughs> That's, it sounds so simple, yet it's not. Um, so get on a schedule or find someone who will and start emailing them and making some money. Like what is holding you back? I love it. Liz, thank you so much. Uh, we're obviously going to keep, uh, you know, the live and the video on, on our page as, you know, more partners come in and watch. Uh, but personally, you are wonderful. We appreciate you so much. Uh, you are so busy. So for you to take the time, uh, it means the world. Uh, we love you and you are wonderful. Thank you for having me. And if anyone has any questions or anything I didn't cover, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or Skype. Um, you can also email me. Uh, and Anna has my contact information. So Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone. We, we really appreciate you being here with us. Bye, y'all.